Tori Lane, and you're listening to the Vanilla Beaners Podcast. Whenever you're ready, what's up, Paul? Hey, not much, Selena. How you been? Pretty good, pretty yeah. good. Jake was just over here. He... He wanted to interview me for an assignment that he has about like how comedy has affected, or how um, COVID nineteen has affected uh, stand up. Yeah. In Lubbock, so that was pretty fun, pretty interesting. He's a very interesting, uh, very interesting guy, Jake Baker. You mean weird? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a he's but, kind of a little weirdy, but you know, he's very like. Is he quirky? I don't know. I guess, yeah. I, like I guess you could say quirky. I like him. I like. Him. I, like him. I like that kid. Yeah. Very deadpan. I mean, when he says something, there's no, there's no yeah. laughter. There's no anything. Yeah. And then, it, was it depressing at all? The interview? No. No. <laughs> what a question. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. That was loud. No, you're fine. Lack of uh, lack of comedy in Lubbock. That's. I mean, that's depressing right now. I it mean, is. it could be. And these are words that I don't like to use. I don't. I mean, you know, Selena. Words depressing and feelings and blood. I've used these words so much during this time that I feel depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it, it right there. I was just about to say I feel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it it is. It has been. It can be. It's. I yeah. mean, it's. No, I mean, it was mostly like uh, kind of logistical questions. Like, what is it like? Is very like matter of fact. Like, how has it like? Basically, I just was like, you know, all all comedy has really stopped right now. In yeah. Lubbock, all I mean, live comedy anyway. We're looking into avenues to doing virtual and maybe like a very limited seating outdoor show. But um, I mean, it was very like I, I felt like it was a very matter of fact kind of mm-hmm. kind of interview. Yeah. But his hair, like his hair is real long now. It's kind of like right right above his shoulders. Yeah. And it's like kind of wavy. Looks like Farrah Fawcett. I was like, oh, he's so pretty with the long hair. <laughs> he's a little cutie. Um, I was like, I think some dude from the seventies just popped up in my house. I don't know. <laughs> does that take away at all from his face? I mean, does it still look down? No, I think it. Get- <laughs> oh, I'm just asking. No, I, I think know. it. Like, I think he looks. I think he looks better with long hair oh, than yeah? he does with short hair. Because it like it frames his face. Yeah, I'm just asking. I mean, I'm just, anyone with hair and the dude, I'm automatically You're just jealous. jealous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie about it. I, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't he, like your own luscious locks? Yeah, please. <laughs> I always tell my wife when these younger in these photos of me when I was young. But yeah, I used to have a lion's mane, and she she laughs about that. She doesn't even laugh anymore because she just thinks it's a lie. I'm like, no, my hair was flowing back then, and that's why it's like Samson. You know, there was some power in there, or maybe I'm like reverse Samson. Where is that why you're such a pussy now? Because <laughs> your hair fell out. <laughs> Who? Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to get that Samson thing. I don't know if it's good thing or bad thing for me i just i don't know i don't know but i i miss it i yeah what's her name the girl that convinced him to cut or cut it off Deli- delilah delilah yeah. right delilah yeah. hey, hey delilah. notice you have a chuck palinic what book is that uh invisible monsters hmm i've never read it no? i wanted to because like i wanted to get into chuck palinic but then like i started yeah, he like, wrote. I, I like read quotes and stuff from him yeah. i'm like i fucking hate this guy he but wrote, i still have the book he, he wrote fight club yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just like the whole Fight Club thing. Like the people that the people that like Chuck, I don't like those people. <laughs> so then I don't like this like, yeah. uh, artist. I'm right that's, here. That's, no. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yeah, but I think you it's like Fight Club. No, I no, I've never watched Fight Club because I don't like the people that like Fight Club. <laughs> I like Fight Club. Are you saying you don't? Is this your that's way exactly of saying what I'm that saying. I don't like? <laughs> <it>? <laughs> 
yeah. Oh, I thought Fight Club was pretty badass, yeah, actually. Yeah. And it follows the it's book. A social uh, commentary. Let man. me. Uh, the voice you're hearing right now is. Well, I guess we can introduce yeah. her. Yeah. Go, go yeah. Ahead, today on the podcast, we have my good friend, a uh, local musician and all around badass, Tori Lane. Oh, that's nice. Hello. <laughs> Tori. Let me, let me jump on this uh, Chuck Palinick question. So, in the movie, this is. I did not. I didn't realize until until I got the audio book. It was just recently. I didn't realize that the jobs that Brad Pitt had as a server and a movie reel to reel guy that yeah. Edward Norton actually had those jobs. I, yeah, I, Edward Norton. Well, I remember the reel to reel was Edward Norton. Well, well, but in the movie, right? Because it's two personalities, yeah, and you don't know right. they're the same person until later on. But I, I, it didn't it didn't click to me until I got the book. But the same jobs, whatever Brad Pitt was doing. Edward Norton was doing, and and uh, that's so simple. It's a simple concept. Once once it, the the it's revealed, right? But I didn't, I didn't realize that Edward Norton's character narrator was a server as well, and that he was worked in the movie theater with the splicing of the of the of the genitals <laughs> and everything. Into the, I didn't realize that. And whenever I listen to it, I listen to the audio book, I'm like, wow, man, I it's it's. It's just it's mind blowing. Something as simple and stupid as that for me, it took me back. You realize that in the movie, whatever you're watching it, or you watch the second time. I haven't thought about that actually. Yeah, it's it, you get lost. I really it. haven't. Um, I thought it was funny that they were stealing fat from <laughs> <laughs> from liposuction. Yeah, and selling soap <laughs> from it. Can they steal mine? Is this still going on? Is this a, a business? Yeah, just call Brad up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ed. Ed's harder to get a hold of. But, yeah. yeah. They're old. Are they Scientologists? They probably are stealing it. Oh, Maybe. Probably. For some Maybe. weird space magic ritual. Oh. Maybe. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. Tori, your hair right now, what what color would you call it? Probably fuchsia. Fuchsia? Maybe? Yeah. It hasn't always been Very nice fuchsia. Color, right? Last time I think it was no, blondish. No. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that's been... I've had my natural color until COVID. Oh, yeah? For probably eight years. Yeah. I what, haven't dyed my hair. How have you been during... Uh, well, just all around since this whole... Since we haven't been... We haven't seen you at live shows. Have, have you been? No. Uh, I, I'm good. Yeah. I, I lived in Memphis for a little bit. During I, this time? I Last year, I moved to Memphis in November, and I came back to Lubbock in January. So, just there for visiting a friend for a couple months yeah then came back and then covid hit and i was like oh <laughs> oh man <laughs> no, this is weird well lubbock's vortex anyway yeah so it kind of sucks you back in how was uh how was memphis i liked memphis um i mean i was going through kind of a spiritual awakening uh-huh. mental breakdown but <laughs> speaking of scientology i'm all right <laughs> like but it was is yeah no i'm not a my sister had a, my sis, no way. My sister has a spiritual awakenings all the time or breakdowns. So, yeah. so I like that. I like they're kind of like they're kind of similar. Good, I yeah. think <laughs> they're they're a little they're pretty similar. What did you like, like a, about Memphis? What was what's your favorite thing about Memphis or favorite things? Multiple. There's got to be multiple. I thought the uh, there's just a character to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. They could be twin cities, kind of. The architecture, the trees, it's really pretty. It is. The people are pretty down to earth and pretty real. Um, had I been there longer, I think I would have ended up really liking it. But there's a, there's there's a lot there's stories that I've heard in these on these ghost stories and um, also too that Walking Memphis song right by uh, what's his name 
Oh, fucking. Uh, is it Mark something? Mark I can't remember. Cohen. Mark. Co- is it Mark Cohen? Yeah, I love that song. And uh, Oh, it's beautiful. He's I never great... knew what he was talking about until we went to Memphis. I'm like, okay, Beale Street. Yeah. All right, got you. With and, my feet on Beale. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I liked it. I liked it. My brother-in-law. It's like one of those cities that has like its own character. It, Definitely. It does, and it's like you can feel, there's a certain spirit about downtown, about Beale Street. That Ghosts. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. I guess, sort yeah. of. I don't. It, there's an energy to mm-hmm. it. There is. There's definitely. And then the music. Yeah. And when we went, well, oh, I guess you too, there's live music. So you have Beale Street and then you have music on, it's like on either side of the street. You walk a few steps and then there's a bar here and then there's a bar over there with live music. And there's an outdoor area where serving drinks and someone's playing and it's just it's nothing but music and that was not my experience no no i well i hung out like in union square i lived across the street from union square which is not too far from bill street okay. it's a couple miles probably but there was some live entertainment that i saw that was pretty there's one guy that was really good um but no i mainly drank and went to work <laughs> <laughs> well, i worked i worked at yeah. a breakfast place so I got up at like five in the morning. So, breakfast place was it in? What's that statue in the middle? Of that was it downtown? No, it was it was by Germantown. Oh, okay. So it was it was a good thirty minute drive. Yeah, you know, from where I was living at five in the morning. At five in the morning. Wow. Man. I love early mornings, though. Oh, yeah? I love early mornings. Even now? There's a quietness yeah. to it. There's, like, a peace to it. I, that's what I've noted, like, especially since I've been working overnight and, I'm like, when I'm at home. Sometimes I just go outside at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning and just, like, the stillness, it, like, calms me. Me too. That's and why it's I like, like I, It's, yeah. like, also this feeling of, like, I'm alone right now. But it's not, it's not like, in a lonely way. It's mm-hmm. just, like, in a, like, very... Yeah, it's like, yay. <laughs> it's like, fucking finally. Yeah, yeah. It's you lovely. Even, yeah. You don't even have any kids. <laughs> you're like, finally. But tell that to my wife. Well, I mean, you know, you go to, you go to work, you're surrounded by people. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, depending on where you work, you're right. surrounded by people. Like, uh, usually my dogs are asleep then, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just get, like, a moment to be just, like, quiet and by myself. You know, you know my yeah. wife, she... She's constantly around people. I thought she was a people person. Her dad was. But the older she gets, the more I like, have a, of a, a hermit weirdo she wants to be. I don't. <laughs> and the older I get, the more I just want to talk. You know, that's. Yeah, really? Yeah. Then she's around but my kids. My kids are the same way as me. My two younger ones, my 12 year old and eight year old. It's nothing but talking. So right. I don't feel sorry for her. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I know what you're saying I about do. that five o'clock. <laughs> about I feel that. sorry for me sometimes. <laughs> about that five o'clock thing in the morning, because when yeah. I was over in Houston, I was working. I was working overnights, and there's there is a stillness. The only thing about that is you couldn't see the stars over there. I didn't realize that oh, until yeah, that's unfortunate. It, the light pollution. It, yeah, I didn't. You know, I mm-hmm. I never West paid Texas, attention. West, uh, West Texas actually has like the lowest concentration of light pollution, except for like fucking Alaska, like places where nobody lives. Wow. Like what? That's there's that's why there's a lot of. Not a lot, but there's like conservatories mm. out here because the lack of light pollution. Yeah, like over there by Marfa and stuff. And uh huh. And then yeah, um, Big Bend. Like I used to live in. I went to college in San Angelo, and they had a conservatory. Oh, okay. There too. That makes sense. At the at the university, I think it's called a conservatory. I'm pretty sure. But uh, like, observatory. Observatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the right word. Yeah, conserve. Who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you leave that can so I can recycle right. it. Did you play any music over there in Memphis? I mean, to myself, I wrote. Yeah? Yeah, I'm more of a writer than I would say I am a performer. Hmm. Um, when did you get started? Like, um, when like when did you know that music was your thing? Um, I was probably like, I was probably 14 when I first got a guitar, and mm-hmm. I just 
taught myself pretty much and mm-hmm. I just loved it. It's more of like a journal yeah. kind of thing for me and it always yeah. has been. So, you know, as a musician, I like writing alone or with Tyler Hardy. I've played music with him for 16 years. So that's nice to have kind mm-hmm. of a um, writing partner that understands you and can... And doesn't try to make you, like, doesn't try to have too much influence on you, but just kind of lets you express yourself and, and is just, like, helpful and supportive instead of, like, oh, controlling, he's... like, fucking Paul over here is always trying to tell me what to do, <laughs> this motherfucker. No, Tyler's very, very patient with music, and he, you know, he's an arranger, mm-hmm. so I can write, you know, 15 parts and go, Tyler, hey, this is what I got, and he'll help me arrange them and time them mm-hmm. and, you know, get my thoughts out. He lives here in Lubbock? He does, yeah. He goes by Above the Empire. He he gigs a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He plays classical guitar. Okay, but but he's my buddy. So so you're from Lubbock. I am from Lubbock. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna one of the. I heard this podcast. It was about a year ago, two years ago, maybe. It was on the Drunk Tank podcast. Yeah. And very informative about uh, about your life, about what you did growing up. Which found out that you went to church, right? Very. It was uh, all but, the time. Yeah, we well, we grew up Church of Christ. Okay, no me. Tyler did too. Oh, okay, that's where yeah. you met him. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I met I met Tyler when I worked at Gents House of Music. And then you, there were no instruments allowed. No in church. No, I couldn't even play my guitar at my father's funeral. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, they're they're very. I mean, okay. um, I grew up in a traditional Church of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some Church of Christ are a little more progressive, and they have yeah, um, yeah. some. Instruments instruments now but when you know. and uh so the branch of church of christ that you were brought up and they're also the are they also the ones that like uh, don't allow dancing they're yeah like they're not a it. fan of it no. Yeah. no so so then how did because a waltz is gonna make you want to fuck somebody <laughs> yeah pretty much and church of christ kids are known as the kind of like preacher's kids so oh, yeah. also the rebellion. oh i was very rebellious mm. yeah for sure are there any moms age 40, 41 that are oh, interested? God. I'm just, I mean, I'm asking. I don't know. Maybe they're rebellious still. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so how did you get a guitar then? If Was music, not allowed, I don't want to say that, but was music in your house? Oh, I know you're yeah. clapping singing, but with instruments too? Um, in, in my household, I was the only instrumentalist. How'd that happen? I just loved, I loved the Judds okay. when I was a kid. Okay. And I loved that harmony. It reminded me of my family, my mom and my older sister Krista, who I do music with as well, um, they would all sing all the time and harmonize and stuff. And I feel like, I mean, I have an all right voice, but I don't, I express myself more through guitar playing or mm-hmm. playing drums. So my, no, my parents allowed music in the house uh. for sure. But when we were at church and it was a re- religious thing, that's just, you just didn't bring the instrument yeah. to the sanctuary. I, I, I look at it like like baseball caps or hats. I wear hats all the time. Right. But when I go to church, I take it off. It's yeah, just, exactly. It's just, it's just what you're accustomed to. I mean, that's sure. what you do. And that's what I do, too. I take my dildo off before I go to church. <laughs> you're so Be respectful. So, that's so nice of you. Yeah. It's slow. okay. I'm already going to hell. It's fine. The church thanks you. <laughs> yeah, slow down. <laughs> I appreciate my sacrifice. Slow I down do. with the customs. That is a sacrifice. <laughs> slow down with the customs and courtesies there. <laughs> <laughs> So who got you your first guitar? Uh, my parents did. Yeah. For Christmas yeah. or birthday or just to I get be- it? I believe it was my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was my birthday. Do you take lessons? Because there was no I YouTube took... or anything back there. I mean, no, I but I, I'm a, I'm a creative person and I really have always been more of a writer than like a mimicker, I guess. 
I don't know what to call it, but I took a few lessons when I was young and he was very inspiring. So, Mm -hmm. um, he encouraged me to play on my own and, and write for myself. So I appreciated that. You, so you, you're very, so you know, a lot of people here around the music that they were in music and love it for. I do. So like Kyle Abernathy, you're familiar with Kyle? I yeah. Love Kyle. <laughs> Just, I've listened to He's the podcast. He's exquisite. With yeah. Oh, yeah. Did he, you ever play with him or just the same circles? No. Or? Uh, no, I met Kyle uh, fairly recently, like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah? So he was gigging a lot. You know, he's not that much older than me, but, you know, we, were, we weren't in the music scene at the same right. time until recently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I love Kyle. I miss, he's yeah. one of the people I miss the most around. Right so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so when did, so what did you, when you had your guitar, did you, did you want to be a musician? Did you want, what was your, what were your goals? I mean, because as a kid, I know I wanted to be an artist. Picasso, I love Picasso. I love his yeah. work. I, that's what I wanted to do. So yeah. I started spray painting. So with you. <laughs> I, I mean, art painting. is art, yeah. Right. Art is art. Did, did you want to be a musician? Um, I, I would not, I wouldn't say I wanted to be a musician. No, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with film and writing and reading. So uh-huh. I wanted to be a film critic when I was young. Okay. But I really wanted to find, and I did karate and martial arts oh, when no. I was younger, and basketball. So I liked my body moving yeah. to, to, wow. to mm-hmm. do stuff. But as I got a little older and kind of abstract thought hit, I was like, I need something a little more... I can be expressive. a little more aggressive and expressive mm-hmm. that way instead of kind of instead of more self-disciplined like martial well, arts. And, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very like self-disciplined. It's very like this is the way that you punch. Yes. Like it, there's no room for like I mean, you can improv like the method, yeah. like the kind of pattern. Sure. But you have to kick this way cuz yeah. this is the way that you kick. And whereas right. guitar is like right. you don't have to do that. Right. No, and I love that. Yeah. Like And you play like I I love the way you play because it's like you don't I like I have a heart like I I play, but I do, like, I can do a lot of covers. Like, I can play a bunch of different songs because, you mm. know, I know the three chords that you need to know for that. Right. <laughs> but um, That's great. I think too much when I play. And it's, right. like, this is going to sound weird, but you don't think at all. Mm-mm. You I just don't. play. Like, it's this instinctual thing that I'm just, like, I'm super jealous of because I don't have that unless I'm, like, really, really in a specific mindset. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I think too much because I'm, like, this is what I want it to sound like and I can't make it sound this way. Oh, but you can if you let go. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like can't if you let, let go, go that's and my... you have yeah. if you have the thought in your brain already. In my opinion, if you let go of that thought, it's already there, so it'll come out eventually. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I have a I can't let go. You can never let go. I have oh, to. Oh, you will I have one this, day. Like, vice of of control over. I used to be, everything I, that I can touch. Just no, let it go. I get that way too sometimes. But when you when you learn to let go of that control, like it's crazy what your hands will automatically yeah. do or your voice will automatically do. So Just let it go. Let yeah. it go. Well, let why it, do you think I drink so much? It, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you did karate. What did you, what, how old were you whenever you started karate? I was seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Karate was how long did you do shit it for? back then. Until I was about 12. Mm-hmm. 12 or 13. 12. We'll yeah. say 12. Everybody was in karate, man. I, I did karate I, when I was a kid. Did you too? Uh-huh. I love it. See, we couldn't afford it, man. We were poor. So, I fucking the first kind of karate, karate I did, I started karate uh, when we lived here. Mm-hmm. It was called Konami Ru. Huh. And then when I moved to uh, Greenwood, I went to this place called Carrie's Kenpo Karate. Uh-huh. It was owned by a white guy, and he kind of did it just like in a shed in his, at his house. You should never like, say that. KKK. 
You should wow. Never, you should never um, mention that. Again. Wow. <laughs> Unless you're but it was Ken, like yeah. It was Kenpo karate, so it was a little different. But I, 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 thought I was still doing good. You know, I, I learned it. How old were you when you started? Um, I guess I was probably, if I started here, I was probably eight or nine. Yeah. I stopped when I was like 12 or 13 because I got tired. Because like you have to spar, right? Yeah. Because I'm small, I had to spar all the little kids and it made me really oh, mad. that's messed up. Oh. And then like, the, he only so had like, he only had like the one class that was like, this is the only class that I teach at this time. Uh, and it was like all this beginner stuff. And I was just like, I, I'm very impatient. I was like, what's the next, you? what's the next thing? <laughs> you should have been fucking them kids out. Man. Like, I was, wow. that's the issue. That's why, that's why I was upset. I was like, this is not fair. I know we're the same size, but number one, I'm 30 pounds heavier than this kid. You should have had number a- two. I'm fucking way smarter. So there's no, like, it's not fair. You but have, you wouldn't let me fight kids my age because they're like you, a foot taller than me. They should have had you take on like three at a time. All right, all three. Right? Yeah, yeah, all three. Right. Yeah, you know. I think that the thing, the reason I quit is because I didn't feel like I was being challenged. I was so about I was to like, say, I'm bored. You need, you need a challenge. Yeah, I really sure. do. Yeah, there's a great man. Uh, his name is Johnny Lawrence who said, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> Is that from Cobra Kai? Yes. I cannot. Oh, man. I was telling Selena, I feel... I didn't want to watch this movie. I didn't want to watch it. Everyone was talking about it. I loved it. It's So do I, but... I loved it. Whenever my friend was talking about it, I'm like, this douche. See, I don't like the people that like that show, so I don't like that show. I feel you with that. I feel you with that. Have you seen it? No. I was about to say then. Haven't seen No, I'm probably not going to watch it, but like, I don't... I don't... (laughs) Like, I had never watched... I still haven't watched Tiger King. I don't mm-hmm. really. I've never watched Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Like anything that people are like super yeah. super into, I'm like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, you're like, eh, you want to go against the grain. You don't want to fall in line with that. And I feel you with that. Yeah, I'm it's, just that's you know okay. some bullshit hipster. That's, that's who I am. It's just it's whenever I saw this, I'm like, whoa, man. I can I could talk forever about Cobra Kai. Me oh, and my me friend. too. Dude. Oh man, it's it's. I was astounded that's how the much next I question. liked it. <laughs> yes. I was kind of, it was almost like a guilty pleasure. I was yes. like, it was nostalgic, but it was also like so well written. Yes. I was like, why am I digging this yes. so much? I mean, you see it on you see it on, on, on Twitter and it's trending. Cobra. I'm like, oh man, these, these, and my friend liked it and like, this dude's a douchebag. I'm not going to, I don't want to watch it, but yeah. yeah. Wow, man. When douche all over there likes it. <laughs> my, my. My uh, my cousin was in karate from from the time he was little till junior high, and then high school. Our first year there, he got beat up in in the CA. And oh. my other cousin called uh, called our, our uncle and said, "Hey, Theo, what happened to uh, what happened to all that karate?" And he hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said the same thing. I'd have been like, "This is what you're supposed to do, dude." Like, you're supposed to be good at this. My my uncle, well, he was my cousin, but he, his uncle didn't talk to uh, my cousin for a while. We were all related, <laughs> but it's. It was funny, but it doesn't. Watching that stuff makes me want to get into karate, even though oh, you me see, too. you see, like that, like I, how, yeah, I really like karate because that's like, um, it's part of the like most of the workout programs that I uh-huh. do. If there's like a karate part of it, I'm super into it because I don't like, I don't like like basic cardio. That's just like okay, you're gonna do jumping jacks and right, uh, right, right, right. Uh, you know, um, what are they called, burpees, or oh, like man. you're gonna go for a run. I'm like, I can't do that. That's shit. It hurts my knees. Just. Yeah. Let me do like an hour of karate and I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm segueing into that. this right here, but I, I brought you a, a ten pound kettlebell and uh, I'll show oh, you okay. some stuff to, to, to use with that. That's it's kettlebells aren't boring. It's it's not. I mean I I enjoy them. Well, and it's like I like. I mean I can do weightlifting. I just don't want to do the same thing for longer than like two minutes. I feel you. I feel you. I don't either. That's like the same thing with my bored. sex life. You yeah. know what I'm talking about, Tori? <laughs> no, 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 apparently well, no. But still, like you can last two minutes, Paul. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm talking about over. <laughs> I'm talking about over a month. <laughs> over a month. I'm talking about cumulatively. <laughs> Let's add all that stuff up. But yeah, it's watching those moves whenever they're they're throwing the kicks. I'm like, oh man, that dude would already been punched. Or that dude would already been taken down. Right. Which I. You got I, the street knowledge I, of. I, I how want to. Fight. to I want to get into my, my next door neighbor is a, he said he just got his blue belt not too long ago in jujitsu. And mm-hmm. oh. once I drop more weight, I want to get into that. I want to get in. I want to be able to choke my son out. That's the thing, man. That's, <laughs> That's yeah, a he's 17. He's a wrestler. Goal. You know, he's got, a, he's got abs. He's six foot one. You want to be fit enough to fight your oh, child. Yeah. yeah. I want to fuck him up. I'm going to fuck <laughs> him up. And then when I drop even more weight, I'm going to race him. And I want to be able to see if I can, see if I can beat him in a, in, 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 in a running. foot race. Yeah. In a foot race. I don't probably can't, but he's got, he's got a long stride. Well, Godspeed. He's got Thank good you. knees. Thank you. He's, got, he's, he's not fat. doesn't jiggle when he runs. <laughs> His titties don't flap him in his face. (laughs) Happens to me all the time. His shorts don't, even though his shorts are two sizes smaller, they still, uh, I have a problem with my shorts staying up because they, uh. Because you don't have a butt. Yeah, I know. I know. Thanks for bringing that up. (laughs) That's, I told you, right? My wife says backside looks like a a ironing board with a crack at the bottom. Yeah, it's always weird to me that like, like fat people that don't have butts, I'm like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. Like I'm fat, but I have a butt, like. My pants stay on pretty well. My my eight year old's getting chubby now because of because uh, of COVID and just chilling and we get out ride the bike occasionally. But the chubby he's got, my wife's like, oh, he's got a butt now. Which yeah, you're right. You should get that. Mm-hmm. It never happened to me and my sister and my brother. We just Aww. we don't have it. So thank you. It's so weird. Thank you. Appreciate your condolences. Yeah, we're weirdos. We look like uh, I mean, I can keep on going on and on on what we look like. It's uh, then I'm gonna be depressed. Then we're back where we started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're here. We're here. So going back to to your guitar, then. So you picked up. You played like that was. Did that ever your job? Like a musician? That was because that's what I know you as a yeah. musician. When, yeah. When did that happen? When did film critic go by well, the wayside? Well, people and know then, you as a comic, and you don't do that for a job. N- no, people know me as an asshole. That's also <laughs> that's a job as well. That's yeah, true. that's a full time job. I wish a, I could get paid for that. No benefits. Yeah. Right, no, no dental. dental. <laughs> no, nothing. I get a kettlebell though. But uh, when did that happen, Tori? Well, I mean, when I was fourteen and started. When I'm serious about something, I'm very much all or nothing. So when I was set my mind to learning guitar, I was like, I'm gonna fucking learn this thing, yeah. you know. And um, I mean, I've, I've played, I've played consistently since then, and I've always been more of a. Um, I like to watch other people succeed, too. I love art. I love when someone first begins something, Mm -hmm. like someone's first performance. It doesn't matter if it sounds like shit to me. If they're giving it their all, there's something really beautiful about that. So when I got in my 20s, I I started really getting into sound and learning how to do that. And so I'd run shows and stuff. So I kind of have a producer's type mine maybe Uh, i don't i don't mm -hmm. know what to call it but i'll always play by myself um but i'm i'm just not a fan of performing no no (laughs) no i really don't like a behind the scenes type person um no i can be like if there was i just i don't like an audience there i feel like i perform better without which is fascinating to me to hang out with comedians or other musicians, yeah, really. Yeah. Most people really want an audience, oh, yeah. and they need that response. Well, I mean, some people do, but then there's people like like Tyler, who just like he plays because he loves it, and other people enjoy it. They enjoy it, like because that's right. like that's kind of how I am. It's like, yeah, I love performing, but also I'm just funny, 
and I can make like yes. if I just have a conversation with somebody, I can make them laugh. Yes. yes, and that's why I love comedy. Not because I mean I do like the attention. I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoy the attention. Uh, makes me feel loved. It makes me feel like I'm worth you know something. Like they like uh, me. Makes they me feel really like God like likes me. me at that moment. <laughs> smiling uh, upon. Take you. that dildo yeah. out first before you go to church. Maybe he'll like you a little more. But um, yeah, I don't. She, I don't do it for the it for the crowd. <laughs> No, you're very you're a very good performer. I've always thought that. Uh, you caught my eye on when uh, we started doing the open mic with At music Scooters. and comedy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, damn, she's yeah. good. Well, and you're a good performer too because, like, I know oh, you say like you don't you. like it, but you have this like persona, you have this confidence, like you know what you're doing when you're up there. I do, I do. I mean, yeah. I enjoy it. I know I just don't enjoy it no. really. No, but you seem very comfortable up there. I am comfortable. I'm comfortable on stage. I don't. Uh-huh. It's not a confidence thing. So is it's it like a, you're going through the motions then? Um, on stage? I just feel like I can give more of my art when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel... I'm not a multitasker, really. So I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm performing with music, really. I just... I like recording. Okay. So I guess that's a sense of re- yeah. performing. But. Right. But you do it... I think the... The thing that I'm kind of getting from what you're saying is like you do it for you. Absolutely, yeah. Not that I'm like fuck you, audience, but um, yeah, I'm but... right here. I'm right here. <laughs> That's me. Go fuck yourself, Paul. Yeah. yeah, go fuck yourself. That's the point. Thank you. No, I. I mean, I'm kind of a a hostess, I guess. Like I'm, uh, I'm good at hosting right. shows. Yeah, you, you. Are. I enjoy that, but I, you know. Small dosages. Um, small, yeah. Very, and not, you know, I'm not drinking anymore, so I just don't. I don't want to be in the bars very much yeah. anymore. No. No. How long have you been sober? Uh, almost ten months. Oh, okay. So, okay. Fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Hey, every Thanks. day is a victory. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I want to. I want to touch on this the schooners thing, right? And I, I know I've said this before, but I want to say this again: the schooners. Sure. Whenever I went there to, whenever Rafa did the dog, he dressed up oh, as a dog. Okay, right? I love Rafa. Okay, so I, I went there. That's my first time there, and see, I work out of town. Okay, I remember that. Okay, well, okay, yeah. so let me let me <laughs> let me tell you how this scarred me for uh, for about a year. So I went up and I did. Uh, my jokes are, are there's a lot of jokes that deal with uh, with race, with uh, um, <laughs> with uh, sexism. Um, with, um, you know, the Bud classics, and, right, you know, yeah. you know, all the classics, right? So, so well, I would say dick and fart jokes are more the classics. Oh, oh, yeah. we, got, we, got, we got a different fart type jokes of classic. <laughs> okay. Time. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I was going through my stuff talking about Bill Cosby, uh, Kanye West, um, something else. And like the audience wasn't feeling me. There only got two laughs during that. Two people left were Rafa and Caleb Davis. Now, when I get to the end and I do my Sometimes intro. Sometimes I think Caleb laughs just to make you feel better. <laughs> when, so you feel like you're not alone on when, stage. Probably. And I think, they were, I think part of the man. laughing was because nobody, and that place was packed. Nobody was feeling me but them too. So, <laughs> so, so as I look over, there's, there's this dude and this chick with his hands crossed. And I, and I say this one joke, Ryan, about, about, uh, about racism in the 60s and how we've progressed since then. And... There was a sign in the '60s that said "No" outside of a restaurant. Said "No, no dogs, no Mexicans, no blacks." Right, mm. and then I said, uh, "Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I forget what I said. Maybe I'm something. It's 2018, but I just can't understand who in their right mind 
doesn't like dogs, right? And, <laughs> right, and, right. And I said that, right? right. But, and, but I had to with the whole punch, the whole delivery, and nothing. Rafa laughed because of how, <laughs> because of how no yeah. response. Oh, you know what I started? I started off by talking about the dress code. The dress code said no, no do rags, no bandanas, no cut off mm-hmm. no jerseys or something like that, right? right. I said, oh yeah, I said, yeah. wouldn't it be a lot easier if the sign just said no, no Mexicans or blacks allowed? <laughs> That'd be a lot easier. <laughs> nothing, nothing. That's how I started off. Now Kanye. Bill Cosby and that how they're the victims, right? Bill Cosby's the victim, and, and I just went on and all this stupid stuff, but nothing. And that I meant to go back the next time, but the next time I did, I was at work in Hobbs, and that fucked with me. It scarred me for about a year. Damn, and dude. Yes, yes. It that, hurt your feelings. Oh man, I'm sorry. Well, no, it Were you depressed? You. It was me. No, but I was angry. I was telling Rafa, Rafa, because uh, Rafa. So here's another thing. So then I'm in the middle. I'm right in the middle, and I'm looking at Rafa. And he's on stage. And, and, and as Rafa's telling his jokes, he says in his dog costume that he says, my favorite, my favorite uh, rapper is, of course, Snoop Dogg. And this <laughs> one chick is up front, right in like two tables in front of me. She almost fell out of a chair. She laughed so hard. I'm like, bitch, it's not that funny. <laughs> Shit, everyone's like dying. Everyone's rolling on the floor. I mean, I'm I'm upset. And I'm 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 channeling all my hatred towards Rafa. I'm hating on him. Like, this motherfucker. <laughs> was, it, was it his... Uh... Yes, he it, was it his like fifteen minute yes. set. Yeah. Okay, he yeah, yeah. He killed. Oh, he, oh, yeah. He did. No, no, no. I'm not because well, that not, was already like think... that audience already liked him, right? Oh well, yeah. yeah. D- it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But... Plus, he's real sexy, so that yeah. doesn't. He hurt. is sexy. So that was. I mean, I was not uh, that you're not. Paul. No, well, no, thank you. I appreciate that. So <laughs> I would have to disagree. <laughs> well, thank well, you. Too, I mean, so later. Well, thank <laughs> you both. Yeah. Okay, well, thank everybody. But I, I just I was hating on Rafa afterwards. I'm like I. I didn't even want to deal with Rafa. I didn't want to see him. But after the, I saw, I talked to him the next week or the week after. My dude, uh, I, I hated. I was, I was just channeling all my hatred towards Rafa. I was hating, super duper hating on him. He was laughing, but he killed it. It, it wasn't his. Uh, those jokes in another place. Not his fault. You're bad. Those. I, I, no, I, I think. You know what I think it was. Tell me. I think a lot of times it's positioning of time that you go on stage. I was yeah. Because people yeah. need. And a lot of shows don't do this, and I think they should. People's tensions, uh, like how long they can pay attention, is a very short amount of time these yeah. days. So right. I think, you know, during those nights, we had so many yeah. people. We would go until 2 in the morning, okay. you know, one thirty or 2. And so um, I think it was... It was a, a break where I, where we should have done a break uh-huh. is where you went. And I think the audience was tired at that point. There was, because I've seen you other places doing similar jokes that yeah. people really dug you and were <laughs> laughing. You, you know what I mean? So I don't think it was really you. I think it was that time. Yeah, was yeah that happened. I, I went up after some guy uh, who had a guitar and he was a, it was a lesbian seagulls is what he was singing. Oh, I'm joking. That's from uh, Daria. What? That's from Daria. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember Daria? I remember yeah. you telling me about lesbian seagulls. Yeah, it's, it's a song. It's pretty good. <laughs> but no, I just, that really messed with me. And then Rafa's like, hey, man, it's no big deal, man. You get back up. And every time I got back up, oh, there was a a, a, a a female with, she had Monsters, Inc. pajamas on. And she was on the Drunk Tank podcast as well. Whenever I started bombing, I would just see chicks in Monsters, Inc. pajamas. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so like, if I'm telling my wife something, she starts to space out, like, this bitch automatically is wearing Monsters, Inc. pajamas. And I'm like, I just want to attack her, right? Same thing with my kids. If they start spacing out, they're wearing, mo- for a year, it was just Monsters, Inc. pajamas. Just everywhere, You're like, traumatized? Man. Yeah, like, even out there in the whole field, man. Man, I'm sorry. No, no, it's not you. It's just no, every time you got heckled, so. you were like, Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. pajamas, these motherfuckers. <laughs> 
That's funny. <laughs> but that was a, it was a it was a good show. It was packed. It was it was packed. It was yeah. That was what happened to that? Um, other than COVID, but it just y'all only did it for a few times, right? I don't know. We did that for almost oh, I would say like nine months. Oh yeah, it was that a long? good nine month run. Dang. It's yeah, or no, probably eight months. Eight months. It was probably still, eight months that's... that we ran that up there. Yeah, there was a, I think there was about five. People went up there, told jokes, four, four or five. And, yeah. uh, well, but it was a good, it was a really good mix of like, yeah, you know, we're going to do these comics and then we're going to do a few musicians and we'll right. do a yeah. few more, com- like it was a good, I felt like it was a really good balance yeah. of, of like, cause it's, I mean, I think a lot of people, um, and we get this uh, a lot, like people are like, well, why don't you guys do like a combo open mic with also musicians? It's like, well, none of us really know how to do sound. We can turn the volume up and we can turn thing. it down. Oh, yeah. So we have one PA, like we have a PA system, but there's not, we don't have, it doesn't have the capability to really give people the sound that they deserve if they're musicians. Like it's just for voice. Mm, you can make it sound good, Selena. You're getting better there's at sound no, for but, sure. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no controls on that thing. Oh, there's not, uh, you don't have There's a, like, you can turn you it up, you can turn mixer. it down. Yeah, but. You just need a mixer know. that's, you know. And a speaker. Oh, somebody's got to buy the mixer. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the problem. But yeah, I mean, that's, we didn't do it that way. And then too, like, not, some some of the comedians are musicians. Like, I'm a, but I'm, I'm not a performing musician. I just play because I like to play. But I think, a, like, a lot of the com- comics aren't musicians. So no. it's like, it's hard to do it with people that don't really understand right. both sides of it. Sure. And you, like, sure. you as a performer and, like, you as a, as a comedy fan, like, you understood both both sides to it and how to make <sighs> it, like, it. a cohesive, cohesive uh, performance. I loved it. That was my was favorite it? part of Schooners is those open mics. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and you did. Down. You did. Well, did you do comedy at Schooners, or did you only do it at? Um... I think I tried it at Schooners once, and then, then when y'all did it at Cafe J, we, uh, you know. Yeah, Cafe yeah, Art Bar. I tried it. There was fart, a fart bar. <laughs> there was. A... Sorry, I don't no, mean that. Right. I, don't... Was... I, I love. I love Cafe J Lounge. In retrospect, it's like it's like the guy. It's like the guy before me that was performing the musician. It's like he was singing a song about being drugged and and uh, molested in college, and then I come up, hey, Bill Cosby, am I right? And then uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm it's sorry. there's, no, yeah, there's I'm, no, I'm, that cracks me. I'm right. not insensitive. Well, yeah, I guess I am insensitive, man. Like there was this dude at work. <laughs> That's we're over there. Funny, we're all that. around. And there was this one dude, Steve, and he's from Monaghan, Texas. But uh, <clears throat> we were talking. I said, hey, Steve, are you from Canada? Is that why you talk with that weird-ass accent? And this dude starts laughing. I didn't even know who these other guys were in there. He's like, well, I'm from Idaho or something. I said, same thing, man. <laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I'm just, hey, why are you talking with a weird-ass accent, dude? It's like, if you smell like ass, I'm gonna be like, hey, man, hey, Tori, I don't know, you kind of smell like ass a little bit. You well, know? I just it's, farted. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so let me ask you. Going back to to when you got your guitar when you were fourteen, that was high school time, or is that still a junior high? We still was, junior high. That was then. junior high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say junior high, people look at me like I'm a dinosaur. Oh no, no. I'm, junior. I'm high. probably older than you are. I'm forty one. So am I. Hey, wait. What's your birthday? December eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Oh, Brad Pitt. okay. I'm I'm seventy nine. Okay. So yeah, I'm older. A little bit. And, and my face looks older because uh, I've lost weight and the wrinkles are evident now. Paul just over here bragging about his weight loss. No, my wife, when I came back, my wife said, you look bitch. old. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. My, wife, my sister said my face looks sucked in. I, well, well, thank you. Appreciate that. I just what said you, I thought I was older than you. What, what, so what, 
There's kind of a compliment. Well, that, <laughs> thanks for those kindness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How were you in high school? Were you in the music crowd? Were you in band? Were you in theater? You seem like you would have been in all of that. I was not. No? no, I was real studious, actually. Um, I was real focused on schoolwork. I liked playing chess. I was kind wow. of a nerd. That's um, good, man. My son did the same stuff. I mean, I played guitar on my own, and I you know, hung out with people that were in bands and stuff in high school, so... That was cool, but I mainly I mainly liked playing chess and studying. So you did, <laughs> So did you go to the what did they call that over here on Easter? All the white kids went to uh, Easter Bash. Yeah, yeah, I went you to Easter that? Bash. Yeah, is it, yeah? so, sure so did. white people went to Easter Bash. Black people went to what was that over there by off of MLK May Simmons? They, they cruised around May Simmons, and the yep. Mexicans went to Buffalo, Buffalo Springs Lake before. Oh. Then then we went to uh, yeah then we went to Buddy Holly after after that because they closed down Buffalo for the cars because uh, some Southsiders got rocks thrown out the windows and their car was all fucked up and that sucks yeah people are such dicks yeah those are some of my friends that did that so Uh, but yeah we were assholes (laughs) (laughs) so did you you didn't at Easter Bash were there local bands there were there oh yeah did you play in that no. No, I never did Easter Bash. Like, I played at Einstein's back in the day. Okay. Um, Downtown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Einstein's and then... What was that Greasy Deepa Spoon? Warehouse. Or... I, well, Einstein's originally was on Main Street. It was a laundromat. And mm. they, they had a little kitchen. They sold sandwiches or whatever. And so it was more of like a underground venue at night. Okay. Like Main Street was actually pretty fucking cool back in the day i liked it did you was there anything ever going on over there at georgie georgie how do you Georgia's say it? yeah pizza? Da- yeah the downstairs they used to have yep. a base yeah yep they used to have shows downstairs you went to one selena no i, I think we've talked about this before because yeah. we were talking about different uh venues and stuff that we could yeah uh do comedy I, she mentioned the yeah the basement show yeah, that's, that reminds me of San Antonio. Just trying type. to figure out whose dick I'm going to make Paul suck so he can get that show. <laughs> Let me know. He's Let me know. About He's that. ready. I can take a knee and get up without having these hands. <laughs> He's slobbering. So you you performed there too? No, um, I performed at like Space Eleven Ten. There was a there was a place called the Amaranth, formerly Tokyo Joe's. Um, I did stuff there. Okay. I owned a venue in 2006. That's weird. That's a weird name, Tokyo Joe's. Yeah. That's I, like um that's like Idaho Pierre's. Like yeah, it doesn't really yeah. match. It was I liked that venue a lot. It was pretty cool. There's a lot of shit. That's just there. an interesting name. Tokyo Joe's. Yeah, I forgot. That's a who burger came place, right? That. Tokyo Joe's burger place. I don't know. I think no. Tokyo. No? I don't know. It's Tokyo Joe's, but it was just is a he little Asian? venue. Uh-uh. Where's that called? I think it was like the 80s combat guys that did that. I feel like this is racist. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Joe, he was from I don't Russia. know why I'm so hung up on the name of this Tokyo, venue. I'm just Tokyo, like, what? Tokyo Joe was from Russia. <laughs> he was from Timbuktu. Tokyo Joe is black. Yeah, I think, I think he was. I'm so confused. To- Tokyo, really? Tokyo no. Temple. I don't know. Tokyo, I don't know. Just yes uh, ending. Tokyo Templeton, the black dude. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Did you ever get a Tokyo Joe's? I kind of swore it was a burger place. Huh. No, well, not the one I went to. Well, yeah, I don't know. So, but you performed a lot around here with your, by yourself. When I was in a younger, band? yeah, generally by myself. You know, I had a I had a band with Tyler. It was a five piece band called the Clits, and that was in what oh five. <laughs> the Clits. Paul's <laughs> not sure. He's never found one before. How do you spell? How do you spell that? C L 
I T S. Okay, so no clever spelling. <laughs> no. No. Maybe not even a K. In I there. mean, <laughs> on the I, it was a lowercase I with a pink dot. Okay, okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> you know. Just in case it wasn't obvious <laughs> enough, you know. We you got to find it, you know. <laughs> it's a, a little, little visual uh, visual aid. Yes. <laughs> yes. We helped a lot of a lot of men that year. <laughs> and how many, how many, were you the only female in the band? No, there's three females in the band. Oh, okay. And two males. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still thinking about the name. <laughs> There was some of the other stuff that, that popped in my mind. Well, could, eh, I don't know. Those jokes already passed. Never mind. <laughs> and, well, and as far as like being a being a, a female performer in a town that's still pretty like pretty conservative, pretty patriarchal and stuff, do you feel like sure. I hate? I mean, I hate this question. It's like, what's it like to be a lady? But like, I think we talk like you and I have personally talked sure. about how it's different, um, like compared to like our peers that are doing the, kind of the same thing, sure. really. But like how we're dealt with differently. We, well, we definitely are. It's what made me get into sound because I'd go to play a show and they'd act like I didn't know how to plug in my guitar, you know, and I was like, and then I'd listen to their sound and I'm like, man, they suck at this. <laughs> yeah. You know? I was like, I, I, not to be a dick, but yeah. I'm like, I want to be. Or a clit. Yeah. Yeah. Or a clit. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Hey, right. Hey, we're equal opportunity in here. And uh, absolutely. <laughs> Progressive um, Paul. So it, it, it forced me to be. To get better at my craft faster, just yeah, so I yeah. could feel like I was competing, competing. Like, cr- even though you, know, you already I, are, people don't really recognize it. Like mm-mm. you, like the the thing that uh, I always tell myself, it's like I have to be twice as good. Yes. Oh, absolutely. For, Especially for, when you to go even and, get like recognition, like oh, twice yeah. as good. Oh yeah, definitely. No, like I agree with that. Hell yeah. Even now, it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I came into into comedy. I was like, uh, like I knew, like I knew it was funny and that I wanted to do it. When I started, I wasn't great, but I feel like I progressed really far in the first like three to six months of doing it. That right. by the time I was at my six month mark, I was competing. Um, I was competing for laughs with the people that have been doing it for like three plus years. Right. At right. that point, because I was like, well, I got to be twice as good. Like, I mean, that's just always been my like mentality when it comes to to comedy. Yeah, I think that's and, a, and performance really. What's those little makes things you that, better? Yeah, yeah. And it's those little things are driving. Like you were talking about sound. Like if, I don't know shit about sound or anything else, but if someone said, "No, no, I got this," I'm like, "Man, this dude sounds sucks." So I would work on what I had to do to perfect that sound. The next time I go, yeah. "Hey, man, do you mind if I do you mind if I take over this and and, and sure. try this out?" Just and then you outdo him. You outperform because you put in more work just for that opportunity, just for that little thing. That was, yeah. To me, those are what drives me. And that's kind of what Selena's saying. And that's what I gather from what, from yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, thank you for you, mansplaining you know, you know, to me what we're talking about. And I'm also, I'm also manspreading too right now too. So I'm glad that you're sitting next to me because y'all would have no room. If this was a bench, y'all would be sitting on the floor. Damn it. <laughs> be sitting on, right. the, on the armrest. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah, but you, it's... It, it drives you as well. Did, did it drive you? Did it discourage you? Oh, no, oh, no, no. It no, drove it me. Drove, I was yeah. like, because I'm always like, if I set my mind to something, I've always been very, I've had a, I have a quiet confidence okay. to me that I've always had since I was a kid. So, you know, but with music, I wasn't as good as other people were. Like, especially when I first started, I had to work very, very hard to, you know, get where I was at and yeah. some of it some of it was my lack of 
you know, sound knowledge. So learning well, sound, I, I learned how to EQ myself for certain microphones that sounded good with my vocals because my vocals are um, a little different than most people's. So, you know, just learning my own sound and, mm-hmm. and being able to push that out to an right. audience, you know. Mm-hmm. Guys, what Tori's saying is oh, she God. had to... Well, 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 I just explained it to the fellas out there. Yeah, explain it to the fellas. Yeah, to the fellas who don't know it, like, you know, can't hear women's voices. The, like a dog whistle. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what, exactly. What's going on? What is that? I don't know what that is. That's funny. Who, who's your musical influences? Was there a lot of uh, Christian influences when you first started out? Some. There's a group called Acapella, and I just, I love harmony. I love, love just I don't know you're harmony. About. Like the layering of voices. It's like... The layering of voices, just vocals, though, uh-huh. how it can imitate any instrument, really. Yeah. It fascinates me. I think that's beautiful. Um, so yeah, there's a group called Acapella that I just I love that. Um, 90s Christian, right? Uh, probably 80s. 80s I Christian. Think I know who you're talking about. But I but Tori Amos was a huge influence. Once I got out of <clears throat> kind of listening to just Christian, like I really liked industrial music. I like Nine Inch Nails. Nine, oh, Nine Inch Nails. Is Tori Amos. You know, Tool. And then as I got older, I really like Oni DeFranco. Because of her percussive style on guitar. And Who her, is that again? Ani DeFranco. She is a 90s. I mean, she's still going. She probably has uh-huh. 40 albums. Yeah. But strong woman. Um, probably one of the best lyricists I've ever heard. You know. What song did Tori Amos? Go ahead. Hmm? Ani DeFranco, is she a lesbian? I don't... I don't know. I mean, she's probably bisexual. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. She... A lot of people think she is. Yeah. But I'm not... I have no idea. So you didn't, your music wasn't selected by their sexuality then? That's how I pick my music. I'm just saying. Like, that's... Well, I mean, she's a lesbian icon. Ani that's, Ani I think DeFranco that's why is. I think she's a lesbian. Yeah. Because I know like she, she, like whenever people are like, they hear about, or you know, they talk about Ani DeFranco, they're like, oh, that's lesbian music. That's what I thought she was. Yeah, yeah. she She's kind of, yeah, a lesbian icon. Any self-respecting lesbian. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know. not, they don't let you be gay. <laughs> Fellas, what they're saying the is boots. avoid this music. Yeah. That's what they're saying. <laughs> oh, she's smart as fuck. Like, some of her lyrics them. are some of the... I mean, it's... it's Paul like, probably like it. Paul likes lesbian music. Yeah, I don't mind it. There's, um... <laughs> <laughs> there's, so, is she mainstream? I don't think I've ever heard... Like, Tori she's Amos. not mainstream. Like, know, Tori Amos is mainstream. I know the name, but I couldn't tell you a Tori Amos song. Winter, um, Cornflake Girls. Like, she's early 90s. Uh-huh. I mean, she's still going, too, yeah. but... Their main thing was in the probably early to mid nineties. Okay, I need to look at this stuff. Anita Franco and Tori Amos. Okay, yeah, I'd put say on my Spotify huge list. influences. Going back to when we were talking about like you growing up in the church and stuff, was that hard for you? Like whenever you were discovering, uh, like your sexuality, was it like? Did your family uh, have a hard time with it? You know, I was in and out of the closet a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but probably. I grew well. Okay. I grew up with two gay guys, mm-hmm. like from probably first grade on, and they knew they were gay at a very young age, mm-hmm. and they, of course they knew I was too. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, they were like, "Girl, you're such a dyke. <laughs> like, you should just come on and come out." I mean, they they could care less what people thought of them. So yeah. I love them for that. I'm like, thank you guys. So I think that made it easier for me. Mm-hmm. To have two best friends that 
weren't really religious and weren't really, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. gave me a clear view of it a little better. But yeah, I did struggle with it just because of my religion. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a big thing. Like when I was kind of figuring out my sexuality, I was like 18, 19, and I had a best friend that's a Jehovah Witness. Um, and then like my grandmother was a Jehovah Witness, so I was already kind of familiar with it. Yeah. So I started studying when I was at age, but really it was like what I was looking for was... Anita Franco. <laughs> we all are. My clit. That's what I was really looking for. Uh, but, you know, I read the Bible instead. No. Um, <laughs> I, I was looking for inner peace, I think it was. I was looking sure. for a place to feel comfortable with myself. And so right. I kind of latched on to this, like... Uh, this religion because I thought this is what was going to help me. And then, you know, I thought, you know, I have this problem and I think I'm going to have to pray the gay away or whatever. But like, oh, I've I think tried eventually, to pray the gay away. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I've, I was trying for a long time to do that. But eventually I was just like, you know what? I think I'm just gay. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I'll be like, and then as soon as, like, as soon as I kind of admitted to myself and, and started telling people, I felt like, cause whenever, like, especially, I think the thing that people, like nobody thinks they're vulnerable to cult mentality, right? Oh, Everybody yeah. thinks they're smart. Yeah, you never... Everybody thinks they're too smart. Yeah. You never go, I think I'm going to join a cult. Yeah. I don't think any cult member has gone, I think I'm going to join a cult. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, that looks like fun. Oh, right. I don't know. That kind of does look like fun. I might want to um, <laughs> be a Scientologist. They're really rich and successful. Yeah. But um, the thing is, is like the, the reason these these like religious groups that are kind of culty are so mm-hmm. convincing is because they do make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. They love bomb you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that was like, that's what like I was real close to getting into that yeah. because I had no self love and yeah. that kind of helped me like in a weird way, studying the Bible led me to coming out. Yeah. 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 Cause it was like, this is the truth. But reading that I was like, okay, this is a truth. But what about my truth? Right, it's different. But like yeah. once I once I kind of got there, I was like, "This is because it do, like it does make you feel like peaceful, like when you pray, mm-hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you're stressful, you exp- like you you pour your heart out in prayer, right? And then you feel better. Yeah. And I think people get kind of caught up in that a lot. Oh yeah. And they think like that's what this answer is, but yeah. it's like really you're you're expressing yourself emotionally to yourself through yeah. prayer. Through prayer. through prayer. Okay. I see. You're, so, you, yeah, that kind of is the conclusion I've drawn recently. Yeah. Like, you're, you're seeking your higher self, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. God lives I hear me. you. I pray. Every time I leave here, I pray the demons away because... Uh, you don't want to catch the gay? You already <laughs> caught it, Paul. <laughs> exactly. We, we saw you suck that dick on stage. <laughs> we saw it. That wasn't a microphone. <laughs> it was a- it was a bag of dicks at Schooners. A whole bag. Uh, huge. It was a bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've what jobs there. have you had, Tori? Oh, is, God. Is it all dealing with music? No. No. Um, God, I've waited. I waited tables for a really long time. Um, I have done promotions for the circus, which is probably my most that interesting like job. What, is, what does that mean? Like, um... You you join a traveling circus group and you you know those little free tickets yeah 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 and I pass those out all over the Western United States no shit and put like posters up and you got to travel for free and your hotel rooms were free were the corn dogs free um I don't know I can't eat them you know what oh, do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm all you're free you're what 
I'm gluten free. Even back then? No, no, no. I didn't know. I, I didn't know I had celiac. She was just back like, then. "Oh, I'm, why do I have diarrhea?" No. Again? <laughs> okay, yeah. two things. I had diarrhea. My twelve-year-old. Whenever she she'll go behind you, and then she'll she'll hit you with her knee right in your right between right in your ass crack, and she'll say, "Corn dog." Yes, <laughs> dude. I learned that from my nephew and niece too. I'm like, oh, no corn dogs. I, hate I don't need those either. Fuck corn dogs. <laughs> and did you know Paul has before? <laughs> Oh. Got stuck up there. Hey, I heard the joke from my. I heard the joke from my homeboy. He said he got it from the internet. He said he went to uh, to a gay wiener roast, and the hot dogs tasted like shit. All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pause there. Kind of like that. Uh, leave that in. Like, was it kind of like the scooters night? <laughs> so, do you, um, the the saying "hold your horses." Do you know that's from the circus? I did not know that. Right, because so they would bring in the animals and stuff on the railroads, on the railroad, yeah, on the carts, and from the railroad to wherever they were performing, they would bring all the animals through. And this is during people still had horses and buggies and everything else. So the horses would be uh, frightened and, 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 and just by the animals and want to take off. So they would tell them, hold your horses. So hold the horses back as they, as they were bringing the animals down, oh. uh, down, the, down the main street. I did so, not know that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. I, I worked for the circus. Did you really? <laughs> I was an animal. <laughs> you were an animal? <laughs> no, you probably just heard it on a podcast. I don't know where I heard it. I think I might have heard it as an NPR podcast, I believe. NPR yeah. is awesome. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But I love that. I love NPR. But, uh, and so what else you do? Wave tables. And so let me get back to the circus thing. You would just hand out those flyers and then, and. We had, yeah, you had to be kind of like, I'm, I'm pretty good at navigation. And back uh-huh. then we didn't like. Yeah, you were mad. There were GPS maps. wasn't. Yeah, so we read a map and we yeah, had... Randall McNally. But we, yeah, Randall McNally. Yeah, Randall McNally. Uh, we had, we traveled like two weeks ahead because we were promoting for it. So me and one of my friends, we had a good old time. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, it was a springtime. So yeah, got all the way up to Portland and... Did you, anyone ever say, hey, get that shit out of here? Oh, yeah. Like what? I mean, what was it? People was... didn't like the circus? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. When you go to more liberal cities and... Nothing against liberals, but a lot of them had a very, very uh, hard time with the circus coming to their town. Why is that? Because they thought the animal abuse. They thought it was um, animal abuse oh. because and like sex trafficking and yeah, it... all, the, all the good <laughs> right. stuff. Sometimes people think sometimes people think too much. But they, you think too much, it kind of ruins a good time. Yeah, they were like, no, I had one chick. She was like, no, that is animal abuse, and I was like, well, no, this, you know, this circus, they're the animal people are like as close to their animal as you probably are your dog you know she's like yeah i don't believe in domesticating animals like that and i was like do you have a cat or a dog she's like yeah i have a cat and i was like that's a domesticated animal animal. that was a tiger once upon a time (laughs) we have a cat too it's just big as shit yeah exactly so i mean nothing yeah Nothing that major. like fuck you, yeah, you know, but you take the slappy with just a lot of passive aggressive, very passive aggressive. You yeah. ever listened to that book or, or read the book uh, Water for Elephants? What's no, it's pretty good. It's about it's about a guy who works at the circus and he trains. Uh, Jeff Elephants? Job was getting yeah. Shut <laughs> 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 so, up! You know, look at me like duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's true. Can't help it. I'm mansplaining to you now. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Reverse mansplation. I should have said water for and then just stopped right there. 
But so, <laughs> did you work with? What did they call people who work for the circus? They don't call them carnies, do they? I mean, yeah, maybe. But I mean, circus. But I didn't. I didn't fucking. I didn't like. You didn't work. You didn't. You weren't with them. You didn't work with them. You didn't do. No, them? I hadn't. I was two weeks ahead of the circus, so. Oh. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. People. I'm like, no, we literally drove in a car and put posters and stuff up, and we'd go hit open mics wherever. We no were at. shit. Yeah. Because she was the drummer in the clits, so so she, <laughs> she I can't say her name. Out, I can't huh? say her name because she's yeah, gotcha. She, she doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, she's in witness protection. <laughs> she's in witness protection from being in the band the clits. Yeah. <laughs> she. Uh, but yeah, she played drums, so she had a djembe, and we, you know, we just hit up. We we'd travel even further ahead of our group so we could pick out shows to go to, so we could go play and this is what 90s and no, 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 no this no, was late, 2000 and five no two, 2005 probably so so no 2007 2007 okay, okay so phones i'm trying to remember if phones if you can find i think that was like the era of the flip phone yeah. yeah yeah so how did you find out about these open mics uh Posters? well because when we were we'd go early in the morning and we'd have a territory and some of them would be bars and so we'd talk to people and oh, be like okay. hey you know, we're musicians. Do you all know of any other, any open mics? And most of the time people are like, hell yeah, I hear Or the hotel bar, we'd go drink at the yeah. bar in the afternoon and the bartender would show us. Man, that sounds like places. a fun job. It was a fun job. Did y'all, uh... Did it pay? It paid, um, like, if there were two people in a car, the person with the car got 400 a week and the person that was the passenger got 350 But your gas was paid for mm-hmm. and your room and board, so... Oh, they paid for you in a hotel as well? You had to yeah. sleep in the car? So you're no, just spending no, money we... on like food and yeah, damn that's bad. And y'all had no kids, no Mm-mm. boyfriend. No. Damn, no. man, I had a kid when I was 17. I'm, I'm jealous now. Well, you you could join the circus and <laughs> you and your wife could go have some fun without the kids. That sounds badass. You was know? there? Was I'm there trying anything? to think of what like your circus skill would be, and it's like this man just never stops talking. Yeah, he just it. never stops. Yeah, like I mean, incredible talking man. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Insult him, man. He won't get his feelings hurt. Oh, I will if you don't laugh. Was there anything scary? Was there anything scary that happened, like uh, yes. men following you and stuff? I don't know what it is. A well, that sounds no, like a threat. Like Paul. that. <laughs> That's like. I mean, was anyone ever sitting next to you and then followed you after a podcast and then went to your house and then? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you drink coffee. <laughs> Tried to molest your dog. <laughs> yeah, that got Paul. <laughs> no. Uh, well, the creepiest thing, you know, Karen and I, you know, would drink and smoke pot, but we figured out we were about to go up into Canada and we found out like our whole crew was on meth. We had just found, I was like, I'm not fucking leaving the country with these people. I'm not, you know? Yeah. And so we were like, we, you know, we're like, we're just going to end it. We're like, we were in like. Discontinue employment with this organization. Bellingham, Washington, <laughs> uh-huh. I think. Which is like maybe an hour from Canada, and I was like, I'm, I just cannot. You want to cross the border? Hell no, not yeah. when people have got meth. They or say Canada like that. that. They say the the crossing the border in Canada is pretty strict. Uh, I would from here to there. I would think really? so. Yeah, yeah. I would think so, but not, so I was, so we we were like, mm, let's go on home. <laughs> let's go back to Lubbock. What other interesting jobs have you had? I mean, I've done sales jobs. I've done a lot of sales jobs. I sold cars for a while. No shit. Um, my dad was a car dealer. So, okay. Um, he owned a lot? 
Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah, and the depot where that barbecue place is. Yeah, Stubbs. Not Stubbs. Um, JJ's? Uh, JJ's. It was right? like, I don't know what it is now. It used to be Treb's. It's right across the street from Cactus. Okay, theater. yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was my dad's car lot back in the day. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Was, I know what you're talking Yeah, yeah. I sold vapes for a while in the mall at a kiosk. Yeah. I've done, yeah. Everything. Yeah, I've sold knives, vacuum cleaners. I mean. What was the vacuum cleaner? Kirby. Yeah? Yeah. The main office is there out of uh, Denver, no, not Denver City, Andrews. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was in my early 20s when I did that. My friend sold uh, Kirby and he said their main office for the nation is there in Andrews, Texas. Oh, I did not know that. No, I didn't do that for very long. No. No, I don't like to be pushy. I like to be more, you know, just like knowledgeable of a product that I like. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, Now I have a cleaning business and an organizing business. So that's what I've been doing for a living. I don't. I don't do well with authority. So, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. O- organizing like like people's houses, office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, I like some I don't people know. don't have like the skills to do that. Like yeah. they mm-hmm. just don't know how like it wouldn't even occur to them to organize their stuff. Right. A lot of people no, with ADD. Most people don't do that. Yeah. 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 Selena does. Even even like with a Look at this. Like my my wife and my son, they've uh the to do list they she says she has to write it down. It's, it works better for her if she writes it down. But then right. even then, it's like she writes it down, she'll forget the list. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, uh, it's... Yeah. It's... Some people's brains aren't wired that way. Yeah, I know. I know. I, no. I, I just barely, I'm just starting to figure that out now. You think uh, Mari Kondo got so successful? Who's that? That Asian chick? Mm-hmm. What's, a, what's Kondo? What kind of last name is that? How does she spell it? I don't know. How does K-O-N-D-O, spell? I think? Kondo, Kondo Dragon? Kondo was her name. <laughs> yeah, Kondo I don't know. So so how is she go ahead. Oh well I mean like what she does is kind of it makes sense, like everything has energy to it. So if you have objects, it doesn't matter that they're inanimate. They still have an energy to them, right? And the more you let go of things that you don't really use anymore, then it just makes room for something that you will use. Yeah. So, you know, with my clients I'm like, Man, have you used this in a year? No. Do you ever see yourself using this? No. Okay, well, yeah. that's probably time to like... Well, and that, that. that's the thing that I do with, with Kelsey sometimes. It's like, we've been together seven years. I've never seen you wear this. Right. And I'm going to get rid of it. Like, right. I would like for you to do it, but I'm going to do it. Unless you do. Yeah, yeah. You talk but to- I, ha- I mean, I have that issue too, because it's like, I bet if I got rid of like the internet modem and my TV and I would actually sit down and play guitar and write stuff but I'm not going to do that cuz I like those things. You talked about a certain, right. you talked about a certain energy that did you say rooms things what did you say? Houses have energy uh-huh. um yeah, definitely. I had this joke. Do you ever walk into cities have energy yeah. kind of like we were talking about right. Memphis? Like Albuquerque's energy yeah. to me it feels demonic. I don't like Albuquerque Santa. I mean Santa Fe's nice, but Albuquerque has a I like Albuquerque. It has an evil the same thing I feel like when I go to Midland Odessa, there's a certain spirit. There's about yeah, it. there's, there's like, Yeah, we're all You yes. know what that spirit is? Racism and homophobia. That's oh, what it I is in Midland Odessa. I, feel, I should feel at home. I should I'm right here. But, you should like it, Yeah, I I don't though. But like I was when I first started telling jokes, Feldman helped me with this one. I was talking about how my, my aunts and, and cousins, female cousins, they always Move their stuff around. Every time I go to the house, their furniture is moved around a different way. My really? mom does the same thing. My sister does the same thing. Do, oh. you, do you have family members that do that, Selena? It's like a it's a Mexican thing. All no, the time. No, I do it all the do time. Do you? 
I so, never move my stuff. I so, do. I rarely get new furniture. Like, but they don't have new furniture. They're just moving around all the time. They clean yeah. and they move it around. And and I said there was something in there where I talked about. Uh, I didn't know Mexicans were so into feng shui, something like that. <laughs> right. Mex- Mexican feng shui. But it didn't go over well because my, the audience that would show up to our open mics, they don't know what the fuck feng shui is. <laughs> feng shui. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. They, so do you work on that? Do you do stuff like that? Do you move furniture around for people? I will. Yeah? Yeah. I've had, yeah. Yeah, I will. I do a lot of decorating too when I go there. Like I take stuff they already have that, that. A lot of people just don't have, uh, like, I have placement. Like, yeah, I like clean lines. I like, but you can use anything that you've got. A lot of people have some beautiful stuff that's just in their drawers that mean a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And so when you take it out for them and display it for them, it makes them feel more at home. And, you know, they appreciate that. So, I don't know. I like, pe- I like yeah. people feeling comfortable in their own home to where they can you know, enjoy their life a little mm-hmm. more. How's that? How's your business been during, during this pandemic? It is so busy. I can't, I wow. have to hire somebody. Seriously? Yeah. Think about it. Everyone's Cleaning. You had yeah. health benefits. I might work with you, but yeah. you know, I need health benefits. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you would be great. Uh, yeah. I think, I, cause I, love... I think I would like it. Like, cause my, my dream job, like my ideal job is to be a window washer. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's, that's like, cool because that is satisfying when yeah, you get glass Yeah, clean. I think it would just make it, and it's like something you can basically do by yourself. Yes. And it's like, it's just, it seems to me like a very, it would be very like peaceful and purifying and like, even if you have a shitty boss, it's like, well, I just got to clean this window and he can go fuck himself. Like, I don't know you if you can, can ma- your- micromanage a window washer, but that's like <laughs> my dream. That's awesome. That's mm. why I was like, I think I would be good like as a, as a cleaner. You wouldn't have to have a yeah. boss. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, I'd have to get a ladder. And yeah. I'd be a little you scared. You borrow a ladder for me. <laughs> but, I mean, the, yeah, I need health benefits, so i got to stay at the hospital. Yeah, i got to okay. get a ladder, and, you know, I, that's where the dream stops. Yeah, that's where the dream stops. <laughs> well, you know, I got, you got to buy the ladder. I don't want to buy a ladder. <laughs> Just give it to me. Well, that's pretty neat. I, I, I figured... Oh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't put much thought into it when I asked the question, but I figured that it would be it would have been slow at this time. But no. it does make sense. People are at home. People. Yeah, people are at home more, and people don't like to clean their houses. Right, and no, they do some not. people They're don't know busy. how. Yeah, and then they've got people the, are. Busy. I mean, they're homeschooling their kids, or you know, yeah. they're trying to like yeah. figure out what to do with them all day. They're feeding them all day. They have to cook all day. Yep. Yeah, they have a okay. lot more going on to where it's it's a lot harder for people to manage their. And I have a range of clients. It's not, yeah. you know. Just yuppies? Not, no, not at all. I, actually, I don't really have any yuppies. I don't like cleaning. I don't like cleaning a house that's already clean. Okay. If I go consult on a job and uh-huh. the house is already clean, I won't take it. That irritates me more than anything. <laughs> I'm like, are you just showing off your yeah, house? Just, like, <laughs> you just want to pay a cleaning lady so yeah. you can say you have a cleaning lady as like a status symbol? Maybe. Like, I don't know because I'm like, God, this house is immaculate. Yeah. You don't need me. I want to go somewhere where you can I'm see scraping the difference. shit and puke off walls or something, you know? Yeah. It's very satisfying. <laughs> uh, I've not. Go uh, dehoard your... Uh, Dining room. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the dog there vacuuming all the time now. I don't. What about like so dogs? Do you I have a lot of clients that have dogs? Yeah. I thought you were just gonna ask her if she had a dog. No, I was like... no. Like with dogs, I, I have a. I was brought up where dogs they stay outside. 
That's yeah. That's oh. well, and like dogs for you weren't like a leisure thing. No. They weren't for companionship. They were oh, for work. To guard like, the dog. Mm-hmm. They the have house, a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Our dog is all over the place. Like she'll pull cords out from under the desk, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this has to do with cleaning, other than the vacuuming of the dog. But I mean, <laughs> the stuff around. You're just frustrated. Yeah, I, I like my dog. I mean, I just never expected an indoor dog. I just didn't want one. I got kids. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, man. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my dog You're spacing now. Out. I'm thinking about my dog now that my that my kids and my wife don't want me to call her stupid or dummy or bitch or nothing. So I have to call her a name and then I forget her name too. So I'm like, you get this dog. What's, what's the dog? What's his name? And I'm the one who named it. So what's your dog's name again? Zelda. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, German she's Shepherd. a pretty dog. She's really pretty. I love that name. I, I, I wanted, she big? She's yeah. She's almost five months now and she's she's huge man oh my god she's gonna get bit you know yeah. she's not gonna stop growing for like another two yeah, two years she they i found this out that they whine a lot they cry a lot german yeah. shepherds cry a lot mm-hmm. and it's to alert you or something like sometimes she's bored and she'll cry so we'll take her out or yeah you don't want to hear if they if they bark oh yeah you're in trouble. Like, the, <laughs> look around immediately, assess your surroundings, because it's some shit going down if a German Shepherd barks. As I, I, oh, wow. I walk her, I have her on, on the leash. We got a harness, and, I mean, she's pulling it, and I'm, I'm struggling to, 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 because we're working on it, I'm struggling to bring her back. And, and you both know I'm strong, right? <laughs> do you let her, do You're you large. let her walk ahead of you? Yes. Don't do that. Make her walk beside you. You, you wrap the leash to where she's beside you. And you have more control. And you can also, if you get a harness that the leash attaches in the front, you yes. can control them a lot better. That's in the a good front? idea too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pulling. It's no. Mm. That's why you make her walk beside you. And... I say this, but you know, my dogs do whatever they want. Yeah, she, 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 she she's pretty beneath. Like my son, my eight-year-old, really, she takes to him. He feeds her, waters her. I didn't know puppies oh, yeah, eat three thing. times a day either. My dogs eat two times a day. I think it depends on that. Well, I mean, dogs. Yeah, puppies have to eat a lot. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought they just, we just fed our dogs once a day, if that. If we well, moving. I mean, it's a puppy. And yeah. Their metabolism's a lot faster. They're growing yeah. rapidly. I don't know how we went from, from cleaning to puppies or from, from organization know. to puppies. Uh, do you want to talk about, like, uh, your current projects or any future projects you have in mind, like your Tunes Day? Oh, yeah, I have a, I have a project I've been doing since COVID mm-hmm. uh, called See You Next Tuesday, going with... A band called the Clits. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to name something yeah. cunt because it's my favorite <laughs> word. It's a good word. It's fun. You got it's another like, band? It's like a punch. It's not. A, it's a series. Oh, See you okay. next Tuesday, cunt. Okay. But I, <laughs> I drop a new um, a song every week on Tuesdays. So, uh, on Facebook or whatever. So that's fun. And I get to I play with Tyler quite a bit, which I really enjoy playing music with Tyler. So yeah. All right, and then the question that we like to ask all of our, uh, well, I mean, I guess like the past four or five guests that we've had on the show, what would you do if you won, let's say, $50 million in the lottery? I would give most of it away. Yeah. Um, just just because Paul I... would buy hair. <laughs> Paul would buy hair. And a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. No, I would uh, I would give most of it away. Yeah? Yeah, I would. I mean... Like, the, like those walks that we're doing on... On Tuesdays? Yeah, I would probably create um, a program, like, to help people, like, get to work. And, yeah. You know, just social things that, that I could do with that money for sure. Mm-hmm. But Man, I believe you on um, that one. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, no, I do. Because I think, yeah. I think if well, you... And 
me uh, well we've been going with tori and tyler a couple times mostly when i'm off work which isn't often on tuesdays going down to the salvation army and just giving out food and like now that me and kelsey have a little bit of extra money it's the first time we've been able to like have the free like the financial security to just like buy a whole bunch of stuff and then yeah. just give it all away yeah, that, that is good. it's awesome, it's awesome. I, I love, and that was tyler's idea you know? yeah and during this time like i'm not political at at all so i was trying to like you know what what could i do to help people out yeah without i don't know i just don't want to i'm not into politics at all so tyler's like hey man i'm just going to give snacks away to people at Salvation Army, I was like, yeah, that and they're, I can they're do. like, they're like so excited about it. Like they're yeah. so, and they're like, they're sweethearts. Yeah, they're really, really sweet and really gracious, and like, they're sweet to each other, and they're yeah. like, I don't know, it's it's really nice. It's nice to do. Makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In the in the winter, I keep uh, I keep coats like old older coats that I had that didn't fit me. Now they fit me though because you know I'm stronger. <laughs> but I, they didn't and i gave a lot of coats away a lot of sweatshirts hoodies everything that dip, didn't fit me i'd have them in the back of my vehicle and if i saw someone with that coat i'd stop and do that that's i just fucking awesome my yeah. wife does the same thing that's um, awesome there's a there's those heavy parkas that they would uh these places i've worked they 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 issue these big coats to us and i don't wear those but i've given i'm giving away i've given um yeah uh, we just do that we just do that not I think that's great. It just makes you, it, it, if I can help this person out, that little Why bit. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's not like, oh, I'm doing this to post about it on Facebook right. or I'm doing this to for the tax break or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, I'm just doing it because I think it's the right thing to do. It's like that meme says, if you don't post about it, did it actually happen? <laughs> did that good deal? <laughs> I saw this guy, he was struggling with his bike and I was riding by, uh, right there by my house by the shopping center. And as I ride through, I see him struggling with the chain. And I slow down and I'm fixing to turn around. And I see he got it on and he took off. So I was going to stop. Hey, man, throw your bike in the back if you can't get it fixed. And then uh, I'll take you where you got to go or right. um, I'll help you fix yeah. it. Whatever and I think, like, like, speaking of being, like, uh, apolitical and stuff, it's like, I think there are a lot of people that are like that. Well, yeah, because I don't think, I think it's more about proximity, than anything like for me to be political i don't think that helps me and i don't think it helps anyone near me mm-hmm. uh, you know what i mean for me to be political and uh, you know that's just my personal opinion but what you can do like everybody can anyone around you that needs something just fucking give it to yeah. them yeah you know yeah. like if you got it so don't be like you owe me it. for this just give it to no. them. what are you worried yeah. about no because it'll it'll come back to you yeah it's not yeah, it's like oh, anytime, no. like, it's I don't weird. like when people are like, oh, that guy owes me $30. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Like, I think if it's, like, less than $500, you just have to be like, fuck it. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, then don't don't let someone borrow that amount of money or <laughs> yeah. whatever if you expect it back. I, you know, I'm yeah. just. Yeah. But I do believe you, what you're saying. If if you had been anybody else saying, I would give most of it away. I'm like, look at this virtue signal. Well, I think, so, uh, <laughs> no, I think Jacob I said he would give most of it away. Yeah. Carrizales? Jacob knows what he's yeah. talking about, though. <laughs> I think Jacob, he does. He's a I'm smart joking. dude. He's a, yeah. I like his comedy a lot, too. He's yeah. interesting. I'm messing with you on that. No, I like Jacob. <laughs> Whatever. You hate him. <laughs> hey, so did y'all see Jacob down there at Salvation Army? or No. No, he was... He was no, he, he goes there on Wednesdays. <laughs> Jacob? I always, I always say Jacob looks like homeless. <laughs> homeless. <Aww>. <laughs> with him's little mandolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's a smart dude. I like him. Oh dude. yeah, I like his. He's uh, very nice. He's, he's very like he's very encouraging of everybody. 
Yeah. Yeah, he just seems like He's a solid like, good yeah, guy. Everybody's doing a great job. Right, what else you got, Selena? Uh, that's all I got. If you want to, thank you. Um, thank you for. Yeah, thanks. No, <laughs> thank you. <yeah. laughs> all right. How do you spell that? C L I T S. Okay.